0: And welcome in everybody to the Landry Football Podcast for this Thursday, November 19th. Uh, man, what a uh, what a year it's been, but what a fall it's been. Already the 19th of November, a week, is that right? A week from Thanksgiving. Um, yet the season is kind of unfolding in a very unusual manner, but at least we've got football and we're here to talk football with you. A few things on the docket today, I'm going to talk a little bit about the problems at LSU, some behind-the-scenes look at what's going on. Uh, We're going to break down kind of the latest in football. Um, Have a couple of questions here. Reminder that if you've got any questions, follow us on Twitch. More about that in a second. On Twitch TV, send us your comments. We'll answer them during the show. Um, But we're going to get in kind of the latest, kind of get the look at the – got a couple questions on – some coaching search issues in the processes um, and uh, certainly are going to get into the week of action. A reminder that as I mentioned, if you're listening to this show via podcast, we appreciate it. We also want to invite you to check us out live on Twitch TV. Very simple. Go to LandryFootball.com. Click follow Chris on Twitch or go to Twitch.tv forward slash Chris Landry football, and it will take you right there. You can watch the show live. uh, Hit the follow button. It's the little heart at the bottom right of the screen that will automatically send you a message every time we are on live and give you a link to the show. And secondly, you can chat with us on Twitch. Say hi, anything, and we will give you a shout-out back. As a subscriber to Chris Landry football, you are – going to receive commercial-free experience on our show on Twitch, which means you won't miss a minute. As subscribers, you are the Chris Landry Football Insiders, and we will lean on you to cheer, have fun, and of course participate in the chat room. You are part of the Chris Landry show team, and uh, happy, I've just got to mention this, I'm going to get to your comments in a second, but Shout out to good friend, Brett St. Germain. Uh, good morning to you, Brett. Long time, no speak. Think about you often. Hope the golf game is going well. Inside joke there. So we appreciate everybody joining us. Um, if you'd like to, you can cheer us on a few bits. You can see the show below on the screen. And, um, again, uh, if you're, you've got to be subscribed on Twitch, but, uh, you can do that very simply. Um, also a reminder that this show is brought to you by the great folks at American Betting Experts uh, over at LandryFootball.com, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. We've teamed together to provide you the best gaming offers to all the Landry Football followers and podcast listeners. Very simple. Go to the website, LandryFootball.com, click on the ad located on the upper right side of the page, and pick among the gaming sites legal in your states. Um Bet NGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, sign up and instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. It's that easy. Go to LandryFootball.com, click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page and get in on the action with a special offer from American betting experts. Also, great holiday gift. For those of you, particularly those of you ladies that maybe want to get something for your guy, uh, go to Manscaped. um, The best below the waist grooming precision engineering tools. uh, Redesigned electric trimmer, the Manscaped. Third generation trimmer featuring a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce accidents. um, Providing advanced skin safe technology. Battery that will last up to 90 minutes. um, Waterproof technology. LED light get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Landry20. That's all caps landry 2 20. And they would thank you. And got another um offer we're going to tell you about in a little bit. Um, also want to always say that we are really Proud to be a part of the Radio Influence team as they're bringing you this podcast. We've got a special offer that we're going to get to from uh, Football TV, which is really fun. And if you're not familiar with it, check in on that. You're going to absolutely love it. So we've got uh, a couple of things, a few questions. Again, uh, you can send us questions. You can send them via email. Contact Chris at LandryFootball.com. But you can also send us a comment, particularly if you're on Twitch. You can go to the chat room. You can do it live while we're on the air, and we will certainly uh, address it. Um, Got a question. I'll get to this off the top. But it's a question regarding coaching searches in general and the use of search firms and what have you. And is that what I do? And no, it's a little different. And search firms are, are used today um, mainly to provide a lot of background information. And I think the more you have situations that take place off the field, some potential character issues, embarrassing situations that you really want to know about before you go deep in down the path with a candidate, This is what these search firms specialize in. They make sure that there's nothing there that you need to know about, or if it's something you need to know about, that they they will make sure that you have that. And I think it's an important part. It also is a way to create a contact vehicle without you having to do it. You can do it with an agent. The company can do it. They can do a lot of vetting. That's mainly what they do. What I do is a little different. I don't do all of that. I'm not a private investigator. I don't know how to do that, and that's for those people. What I do is just evaluate and assist in football evaluations on coaches, answer questions, give recommendations, give ideas, seek a fit, if you want to call it a matchmaker. But in the end, I always tell the, the folks at the school, look, It's your marriage. You've got to make the decision. It may seem like a good fit to me. And from a football standpoint, this is what I think is best for you. But you got to be comfortable with it. And there are other things that go into it, maybe sometimes too much, that sends certain administrators off the scent of a candidate or, quite frankly, just down the wrong path. Uh, so when you're, when I'm talking about evaluating a player, I talk about the critical factors of what makes up the player and why it, it it's transferable to a team, um, why it's a good fit, but and, and is it the best fit? And that's the, the thing about in doing the draft work that I do. You know, a lot of times you're, they're really good, a number of good options, players, but with only one pick, what is the best pick? It could be a really good player, but is it, you know, and I've often said this, love the player, hate the pick, because I think there are other options. And I think that is the case oftentimes when you're talking about a candidate, a coaching candidate. First of all, they have to be willing to come. And so this is where it's different than the draft because you might want them, the timing may not be right for them. It may not even be anything to do with your school, your job. It's just maybe more, the timing may not be right. It may be family issues. It may be where it's, um, you know, it's, I mean, there are a lot of things, a lot of things. These are human beings that have real human life decisions. And of course, It's always money is a huge, huge factor into it, of course. So you have to have somebody willing to come. You have to be comfortable with that guy. They have to be comfortable with what you have to offer, your facilities. You know, they are evaluating you as well as you're evaluating them. Are they comfortable? You know, um... Some people, the optics of spending a certain amount of money, they may not want to do that. Uh, They may not be in a position to do that. Um, When Florida State got together with Mark Stoops, that interview didn't go very well. Why? Mark Stoops had been at Florida State under Jimbo Fisher. He was well aware of what Florida State had become, which... Great program historically under Bobby Bowden, not, you know, historically since Bobby Bowden, I should say. And the facilities had gotten, had regressed, or, you know, had not upgraded to the level of others. And so he was basically saying, look, I, I got better facilities at Kentucky. And if you're not able to commit to it, well, it's not that I think that they don't want to do it. They've been unable and have done a poor job of raising funds at Florida State to get certain things done. Oh, it's getting better. They've addressed that. No, they're trying to address it. It's behind times. So when, you know, when now the interview didn't go well, Florida State wasn't interested. Yeah, because pretty obvious that Mark Stoops kind of told him what he thought. And I'm just giving one example. I'm not just not making this about a Florida State revisiting that coaching search, but kind of how that played out. It just didn't go well because he knew what needed to get done. He knew that in order to compete with Clemson, you got to do things similarly to Clemson. And, of course, a lot of Florida State fans get blowback. Oh, no, Jimbo won a championship with facilities they had. That doesn't matter. You are clueless. Because you won under that environment, understand that everybody's ascending and getting better. If you're not rising with the times, and it is an arms race. If you're not rising with the times, you're going to get further and further behind. One host in Miami, really good guy. You know, ask me what you mean. You mean we could do better than getting the Memphis coach? I'm like, uh, no, you can't. No, it's it's that job regressed to the point where you're having to look and having to sell this that this is what we're going to build, and, and it's a good job. It's just not as good as it should be that's an example. I look when, when, um, I've gone into history and we're going to talk about LSU in the current environment, but back when LSU and God rest his soul, good friend, Joe Dean was the athletic director in a time where they were more concerned about saving money than making money. They weren't very creative on how to make money. And, this is a different era when Nick Saban got $1.2 million to coach LSU. It was a guess It was the most that's ever been paid for a coach. And it doesn't seem long ago. And yet we're looking at it 20 years. Could it be 20 years? Yes. Um, but at that time, you know, one of the things that Nick asked me over and over again was why, why don't, They win consistently. Why are they currently firing coaches? And the the hard conversations we had was because, quite frankly, they weren't able to go out and get the best guys because they weren't willing to spend the money. We, we, we are LSU. The offices are in the stadium, and three coaches end on office, and the paneling is falling down. Yeah, you wouldn't believe it. It's okay. It's not inconvenient for us, but it's just. It's a bad look when you take recruits into your facility and you know they've come off a visit to somewhere else that looks like a Taj Mahal and you look like your Division II program. You can't live on, well, we did it that way in the past. That's the way you did it in the past. It doesn't work that way now when everybody else looks different. It says that team is committed, that program's committed to win. This one, not so much. That's what it says to recruits. So one of the things you have to do is address that. And I think that sometimes when you're in a coaching search, you have to understand where you are, where you want to be, and and it kind of limits maybe who you can go after. And it may not be as good of a job as you think it is. Everyone always thinks their school's job is better than it truly is. Of course, everybody thinks their daughter is the prettiest and their son's the best baseball player, football player, Whatever, of your, that their wife is the prettiest. It should be. That's the way it should be. You should see it that way. You should feel that way from the heart. But when you're looking at it objectively and it doesn't quite, you know, Not everybody's looking at it from your your purview. So you've got to look at it. So I always try to to politely try to say, look, I think this is what this candidate might be looking for. And they should know whether whether that fits them or not. But sometimes they have, again, a different view. So what, what really it comes down to is trying to figure out um, wh- who you are and what you want and what's, what's the good fit for you. You hear a lot about fit. What's fit? Well, I think it does matter Fits the culture and all those things. But one of the things that annoys me to no end, well, this guy's from here and this guy's from over there and this is that. Build a winning football program, and a guy can be from, you know, Yemen. I don't care if where he's from, what he looks like. If you can produce a winner, I heard that a lot. When look, I I wanted, I tried to get LSU to hire Nick Saban back when they hired Jerry Donato. I was a Big Ten guy from the Midwest, never coached in the SEC, all those things that that doesn't matter. What matters is the skill set to be a head coach. And, of course, the next time they ended up in a search after Donardo, then it was getting Nick to consider the job and selling him on the job. And I've told that story, how it really took Coach Orange Parker to help me and others to convince Nick that the job was even that good, but Nick went in with a legal pad and interviewed Mark Emmert. And one of the things we talked about Nick and I did, and he did with others is w- w- what's really missing at LSU you need to get a new academic center. You need to get a new housing center. Bruce art hall was a dilapidated mess needed, to, need to get a, football operations. So he went in, those were the three top things on his list. And Emert said, done, done, and done. I promise you that. Well, he saw it. Now, Nick didn't stay long enough to see all, to move into the football operations center, but he saw it get worked. And to the benefit of LSU, the program is elite. That reminds me a little bit of where kind of Florida State is now and has kind of been on the last coaching hires that they're behind the times. They've got to catch up. And that's going to require a lot of money. So you have to understand if you are not in a position, the economy is not right. Your booster base is not right. I mean, whatever. You can't tell somebody spend more money if they don't have it. But if you don't have it and others do, this is what you are fighting against. Here's the other misnomer. Oh, I can't believe it. Why would Jimbo Fisher leave Florida State to go to and A&M? I've never won anything? Money, facilities, money. I don't care whether they've ever won there. I'm gonna go there and be the first to do it, is what they think. And I'm gonna have a lot better chance to do it consistently over there because got more resources. Oh, the path is much more difficult there, but I can do, I don't have any obstacles. I can just coach and do the best that I can, and whatever that is, I got all the resources that I need. If I stay here, the path may be easier, but I'm fighting tooth and nail to get anything that I need. That's the, you know, that's part of it. So I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but the whole point is, these are part of the things that that are underlying, that coaches study behind the scenes and have tough questions, and you get these type of conversations that Uh, They don't get contentious, but they get a little bit behind the scenes. Well, you know, I don't know about that program. I don't know that that's the best fit. And this is why a lot of traditionally great programs with names are not as good at jobs as they used to be, because you have a lot of other programs through television money, not in today's current environment where the money is down and everything, but in a normal environment where somebody can go pay for a staff, somebody, you can build a program out of not a whole lot of tradition that you couldn't do in the past. If you can sell it, you can get people behind it. You have boosters that become involved. Look, Oregon, before Phil Knight started to make his fortune, really was not much of a factor at all. Now they're a financial factor. Um, just a lot of things that you do today, a lot of bells and whistles, Um, that we can, um, certainly change the shape. Um, but that's, that's a long winded and maybe a little bit off on a tangent answer to, there's a lot of things that go on in those conversations. And some of it, I try not to get into the politics and try not to get into the, well, let me just tell you what so-and-so might be thinking or whatever. What are you hearing? What do you, what do you think? What are our chances on this guy? Eh, you know, I, You know, try to point them in the right direction and let them find out. Um, But the football, I've gone over the critical factors of evaluating coaches, and the important thing is to be able to put in position what it takes to be successful as a program. And I always tell coaches, go in with your book, your game plan, and now it's PowerPoint presentations of how you're going to build it. And going with the idea of an understanding of the program. And it's one of the things I do. Tell me about, you know, this program and that program. Um, You know, you have to look at every situation. You have to study it. And you have to be prepared to know what's going on, what has gone on, why things have worked, why they haven't worked here uh thank you spartan barton for your cheer there um oh gosh there's a lot of talk about iphones here i'm gonna pass on all that thanks um jigs dad appreciate you um let's see here um (laughs) about iphones here my god um hey chris Don't have to deal with the politics as far as schools go, particularly at Florida State, LSU, and Auburn. Don't have to deal with the politics. I'm not going to, there are politics everywhere. You have to deal with it. But understanding what the key factors are, most of them want to win. Some people like to become more involved than they should be. You just, it's not going to be, you know, an ideal situation in every, in every spot. Um, you, you just got to work through that. Uh, but yeah, there, there are politics that are involved, but every, every, all politics are local, right? No question. Um, let me see here. Rock West says uh, contrarian thought do Michigan, Texas and the like have too much in the r- Riches where it creates a soft entitled mentality, a sense of inevitability. Well, I think it does. I think in some places it has, um, you know, I think you can look at every situation in, you know, at Texas, it's different because at Texas they are, um, How do I put this? Not snobbish. I I, I just think that, um, you know, thinking about how we want to be like Cal Berkeley yet also be a national power. And there's a lot of people that write a lot of big checks and want to be stroked, but there's a lot of different ideas and ways that I think they feel it should be done. So it's difficult to navigate through a lot of folks and it's difficult to control. And they haven't been really good at controlling it from the top, from president athletic director. Michigan has a unique view of who they are, what they should be. They've got an old tradition. They've had success. The Harbaugh situation has been a real surprise to me. I would have never thought I could have seen the case of the possibility of him not having great success, not winning a championship, but to see a program collapse under Jim Hallball, I did not see that coming. That is, is the biggest surprise to me as I've seen in 35, 40 years. It just... Just shocking to me. I want to get into the LSU situation, but I want to tell you about something that you need to be aware of. I know a lot of you are sick of cable. Uh, That's why we're switching many of us to football TV for live sports news, primetime TV without the complicated contract. Do you love watching TV? Of course, we all do love watching the games and other things that you like, but you hate your cable company. Finally, time to cut the cord with football TV, and you can pay less money for more channels. Um, You're worried about missing out on live TV? Get the best of both worlds. With football TV, you can watch live and on demand with no bulky set-top box. The monthly cost of cable is now over $200 in some cases for all the package. Football TV is $65 a month to watch the same channels and you don't pay for DVR or an installation. Football TV is how you should be watching TV. Get everything you want in one place for less than the cost of cable. Um, Brings you over 100 channels, cloud DVR, no hidden fees, stream your shows on TV or any other smart device. They have the major broadcasts and cable networks, so you can find all of your favorites, including primetime TV and news. And with football TV, you never miss a game. They have the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, Premier League, La Liga, college sports, and more. There's no risk to try it out. Get full access to football TV. That's F-U-B-O, football TV, for a few days for free. And right now, Football T is offering our listeners the free trial and 50% off your first month by going to footballtv.com. That's dot com slash Landry. That's L-A-N-D-R-Y, all caps. There are no contracts and you can cancel anytime. Go to footballtv.com slash Landry for 15% off your first month and a free trial. That's footballtv.com slash Landry. So, there was a USA Today article that came out about problems over at lSU that were pertaining to sexual assaults that um, have taken place at lSU over a period of time it's not a it's a bad look, and we're gonna let the investigators figure that out and that's exactly what's going on right now as Speaking with a LSU administrator, a couple of them yesterday, one of them on the overall university side. The biggest thing that I learned in that conversation was the Greek organizations, which I look when I was in college, I was a student assistant coach. So I was a walk on and then a student assistant coach. And then I, You know, I wasn't involved in the Greek life and never was. A lot of people are. But apparently there's a lot of issues, and they're maybe on the verge of locking the doors on Greek life on campus at LSU. It was so bad, and a lot of that has come out into this. Now, that has not been talked about as much because you talk about the things that are really newsy, and that is the football program, the athletic department. People are focusing on NCAA. The NCAA is not the biggest issue or hurdle right now. NCAA's been around looking into the Will Wade situation, which I have a hard time figuring out how he is still the basketball coach at LSU. He has been able to skirt things about as good as anybody I've I've seen in some time. But the NCAA's enforcement division, it's the reason is is I mean they're they're Barney Fife and Mayberry. I mean, they, they can't, they couldn't get the bullet out of the top shirt pocket into the gun to figure out where to even pull the trigger and get, it's just not, um, you know, it's just, it's a lot of different problems there that has, from an enforcement standpoint, it's just not very good. But what we understand has happened, over a period of time at LSU is there was a number of sexual assault uh, claims by students on campus, some members of the female athletic fraternity that um, allegedly took place. And the issue now, is centered around, and, and it, look, again, I, I can't tell you for certain what happened here or there. I, I will say this. I've learned a lot, because I have no background in the criminal justice world, and I, I don't have any background in the social I don't know what's the right word, social deviant world. Um, I think The thing that's best understood is that with sexual assault, what I have learned is there's obviously through the investigation, it's apparently very, very difficult for the young, for the ladies, women to have to deal with. They get questioned almost as they're put on trial and a lot of them feel shamed, guilty. And I've learned this from. From people that are in that industry. And so a lot of times they don't go through with the claim. And I, you know, the issue of whether it happened or not needs to be determined by people that will study the facts, look at it and then take it to trial if that's where it's going to go. And I'm going to leave that to those that are skilled to do that. What I can say that that's, concerning mostly is the fact that there appears to be quite a bit of evidence that as this was reported that it was not reported w- w- when it happened or reportedly happened it was not it was reported by the victim but then it didn't go where it needed to go into the chain of command onto the LSU campus. That apparently did happen. Now we'll let that investigation determine that LSU is hired and they had to do this for transparency. LSU's hired an outside investigator, actually the same one that Steven Ross hired with the dolphins to determine that whole bullying incident with, with coach Jim Turner and Richie incognito and all that group this is going to cost a good bit of money, probably about $500,000 a legal team out of New York that will come in and will investigate it and will unearth interview everyone. And, and they're going to be required to cooperate. And that will make some determinations of where they go. That will be an expensive, what's going to come out of that is they're going to change policies and so on and so forth. And we didn't handle ABC. Well, we need, we need to do this and X, Y, Z going forward. That's kind of the way that works. The biggest concern that I would have for anybody that would be involved in potentially not reporting incidences, is that is a crime. It is, you are required by law to report that. And so you've got Title IX issues, you've got a federal investigation that if it um, it, 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 it could be really devastating. Now, it's going to take a while. It's going to take until I mean, I don't know. I mean, it it will take until the spring, probably the summer of next year before they're uncovering all of that, maybe longer. But there is some evidence, apparently, according to the investigative report that a female tennis player was assaulted by former LSU player, Drake Davis, and that Drake Davis admitted to it to an athletic administrator in April of 2018, yet it wasn't reported to the authorities until August of 2018 when another administrator got wind of it, and then they reported it. Now, what does this all mean? Well, anybody from an administrative standpoint that did not handle this correctly will, will have to be dealt with. What does that mean? Look, I mean, that could be criminal charges. It could be. You know. Issues on. Cam- I mean, it, that will need to be dealt with. Who knew what? When do they know it? You know, they don't know that. No one knows it. But let me just. There's some things that I think need to be brought out that I can say firsthand. So. There's a pattern. There have been as many as nine players from the Les Miles, Ed Orgeron era that were accused of some form of sexual assault of some degree. And we've not had anything that's gotten seriously handled. Um, One of the players that had a lot of trouble was Darius Geis. Darius Geis came from a very rough background and a very tough background. Um, I think well-documented. When players go through the process and go through the draft process, and I think those of you now know my background as an NFL scout. Yeah, there are things we hear as a scout. You hear it doesn't mean it's true, and I'm not an investigative reporter, but I do have to keep my eyes and ears out on things that I hear to run it through the proper channels and make sure that it's vetted. But just so people understand how the investigative world works in terms of the NFL, not in the media world. NFL personnel, we all do in the league. There's retired FBI folks that have access to information. You don't need to be arrested. You don't even need to be picked up. You don't need, you don't need to have anything on the record for these people to find out things that have happened. So one thing I can say is that when Darius guys, I'm going to use this as an example came out, I can remember there is a lot of stuff that was on that report. How much of it's true? And I don't know. It's just, it's, this is information. There's a lot of smoke there. Um, if there's a, um, one thing I can say for certain is one of the things we do is when that stuff comes out, we address it with certain members the head coach, position coach, coordinators, other people inside the administration. It If they don't know about it, if they're completely blindsided, they know after we talk with them that, hey, this is what our investigation from the league security office has on Darius Geis. Can you add anything to that? So there's no way beyond that point they can say, well, I knew nothing about it. Now, they may not know anything about the detail. They may not know whether this happened or did not happen. But they're at least they know about the rumor. Now, let's not be naive. <clears throat> if I'm the first guy to tell them about something about their player, They're not doing a very good job leading their program. They don't know what's going on in their program. So that in and of itself is a bad look. But you can make the case of, well, you know, the head coach sometimes is insulated from that. They're not insulated once we address it with them. And it was addressed. And I can remember distinctly, and it goes to show you how local media is so often clueless and then just – gullible beyond belief. I can remember one sports writer writing because Darius guys did drop in the draft. And I remember one sports writer distinctly writing how this guy dropped that. It was all rumors. Darius guys never had any problem at LSU. Well, in the reporter's eyes, he never got arrested, never had any problems. He asked around. No problems. Fine. Again, didn't, didn't do enough homework. Doesn't have enough sources. He didn't have the right information. What, what what makes me think that the guy is lazy is he quoted some guy who does some local radio that has that that is quote unquote self-proclaimed draft expert that knows nothing and has no connections but quoted guys like that in his article that, oh, yeah, this was rumors to make it. Guys, we know what the hell's going on in the league. We're the ones that have to be involved in spending millions of dollars in the league. We know what the hell's going on. Okay, so, yeah, there are rumors that go on. Whether the rumors to what degree are true or not, Got to figure that out. But to, hey, nothing's there. Lazy reporting. Hey, LSU says there's nothing. That's good for me. That happens in a lot of local college towns. Now, the same reporter who, you know, does some work and his work appears in USA Today wasn't a part of this USA Today article, but it's ironic. This guy's not questioning why LSU didn't do. Well, he's, he's right. LSU didn't handle things correctly. You also didn't do your homework on knowing what the hell was going on. And there's some people you could have asked that could have prevented you from making you look like a fool. And I guess my whole point is there's a lot of culpability here and it's not up to the media and reporters to break this up. This is about LSU and what they did do, what they didn't do. It's going to come down in a way that you hope that they learn what to do better, but it's, so cosmetic to say we're going to make this policy change and that policy change. The bottom line is you had a lot of situations on campus under Les Miles, and Les Miles will, should be invested by the feds because he was the head coach here for a lot of this. Ed Orgeron, people will make the excuse, and they did, and it's funny because after the national championship year, this stuff came out before the start of the season. All the excuses for Ed. Oh, he wasn't the head coach at the time. Ed Orgeron was an assistant coach and recruiting coordinator, and Derek Guys spent time in Ed Orgeron's house, living there for a period. He was a mentor to Darius Guys. He knew what was going on. And again, they didn't know all the details, and he knew only the good stuff, and maybe he was blinded because he just believed in the kid. He knew that the rumors were there because I was one of them that was in those meetings with them to question, Hey, what is this? Can you shed any light on this? So the whole plausible deniability does not apply here. What you choose to know, what you choose to avoid is something you're going to have to deal with. There's less pushback on it now, I think, because there's more detailed evidence And also the football season is not going as good. And I think people are not as happy with it or as you run. And there's a lot of wonder what's going to happen. I don't think, I think as usual, what will happen, the investigation, the federal investigate, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what didn't happen. I don't know what policies were followed or not followed. Feds will be able to get answers that no one else can do. We're going to have a new attorney general soon. We're living in a Me Too movement, civil rights, bigger, bigger issues now. We'll see where this goes federally. I can't answer that from a university standpoint, oh, they'll spend a lot of money getting this investigation done and they'll change policies. Maybe some people lose their job. Maybe some people will push that. you know, I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then the NCAA will come in on top of that because the NCAA can't unearth all these facts and details because they don't have subpoena power, but they can take and all of this information, the federal investigation, the, report that's going to be independently done is going to be open to the public. Anyone can see it. Therefore, they're going to be able to go in and if there's lack of institutional control, the NCAA can do what they think is necessary. It's going to be interesting. By the way, was told to not be surprised. The NCAA president, Mark Emmert, would be very interested in coming back to LSU as the systems president. So that would be interesting. Of course, Mark was the chancellor at LSU. The LSU system works that there is a chancellor of the Baton Rouge campus. The systems president is operates out of the campus, Baton Rouge campus, but they are over. All of the Louisiana State University systems, LSU, New Orleans, LSU, Freeport, medical school, law school, they're all at the very top. So keep that in mind. We'll see. Um, So I have deep concerns, obviously, with ties to the program in the past. Very concerning. Um, And we shall see how it plays out and what goes on. There's going to be a day of reckoning where everyone is going to have to answer what they knew. What did they know? When did they know it? Um, and we'll see where it goes. Look, um, the whole, well, this guy kicked this guy off for this or that. You know, There, there's one thing I can say that I do think, under Les Miles and under Ed Orgeron, there's not been what I would call the most regimented discipline type program. When you have a easy fun-loving, emphasis on recruiting, do what you want, have fun, you tend to have more problems. The only issue is, can you contain it? Can you keep it from getting out to where it can cause you problems? That's been the motive. That's been the the modus operandi. Um, And so what happened is one thing. What can be uncovered is another. But when the concern would be, I'd have no concern if I were LSU about the NCAA finding out anything. The concern is the feds are coming in. And if you did something illegal, I mean, they're coming down. And they're going to bust open the door and they're going to find everything in every nook and cranny of the house, in every closet, and they're under every floorboard. Not many people would want to have that type of scrutiny. And the NCAA is basically camped out on campus due to the Will Wade situation. That doesn't help you. Because they're things that you learn along the way. Remember when they found all the dog fighting in Michael Vick's house, they had no clue there was dog fighting. Marcus Vick, Michael's brother, was believed by investigative authorities to have a drug ring on. Well, there was some drugs, but it wasn't as big as they thought, And they stumbled upon all this, on all this property, all these dogfighting stuff. That's how, you know, you uncover things in the process and those that do that, um, we'll see how it happens. So, uh, what does it mean for the football? I don't expect, now I will say this, that if you can prove that you knew something, getting fired with causes, something can happen to a coach. But that usually leads to lawsuits and proven that and usually leads to buyout. I don't think this is going to – I think it's going to cause other people to lose their jobs. It it will be a challenge. It's interesting to kind of watch and see how the rest of this season plays out. Now, Scott Woodard, the athletic director, who, by the way, I mentioned Mark Emmert, Mark Emmert's daughter – and Scott Woodard's son are married. So they're in-laws and and people don't know Scott Woodard was kind of a right hand man for Mark Emmert at the LSU days and then went with them to Washington and, and the rest is history. They, the, the son and the daughter of the respective met while they were both at LSU. Mark uh, Scott Woodard is longtime Baton Rouge native. I mean, a native of Baton Rouge grew up there. Um, Scott Woodard has got to get a hold of this. Yeah, he wasn't around when a lot of this took place, but he's been around there enough to have known some of this stuff and nipping this in the bud and making sure that this doesn't fester and maybe people that were involved in this make sure that there's close scrutiny and how he handles that is going to be pivotal. You may not have known then, but now it's in your lap. And now it's about how you deal with it. Joe Oliva is going to get, former athletic director, is going to get investigated and interviewed. I guess interviewed is the right word, not investigated, interviewed. What he knew, when did he know it? It's going to be real interesting going forward. All right, uh, get into, uh, make sure, um, questions um spartan can you spell football tv f-u-b-o-t-v that is it football tv is where you want to go absolutely uh it's not sports only it's everything as i said all the news channels it's really great um and um spartan martin chris is there a referral link to all of your sponsors on the website you know what spartan martin uh Good question, and no. They changed quite a bit. You can see them on the website. You can see American um, betting outfits. I will, I will get them up on there. That's a good idea. Spartan Martin said, people will crucify Dan Mullen for Darth Vader costume, but defend Ed O on this. Well, I don't know. Some people, I don't know if they crucified him for the Darth Vader outfit. Maybe you know that it wasn't the Darth Vader outfit. It was kind of unusual timing after what happened. The, the issue was that he went out on the field, um, and certainly completely different, and uh, no doubt. Um, would this cause LSU to lose a bowl game for multiple years, uh, Rich Coates says? Uh, don't know. No, nothing's going to happen right now. Um, I, it, again, what is being investigated is not necessarily – we don't know what the findings are. The findings will take you to any penalties. The biggest would be um, the taking away of scholarships. Now, you've got to remember that LSU is currently under investigation with the Will Wade situation. Remember, LSU self-imposed scholarships They've reduced some of them due to the incident with their booster John Paul Foons who's the chief fundraiser at the Our Lady of the Lake Children's Hospital that was funneling money to the LSU players. The NCAA hadn't weighed in on that yet. They haven't weighed in on Will Wade's situation yet which is a mystery again to me. You've got that and then you come into this, you start to have multiple issues. Yeah, it could be I mean multiple bowl games, I mean you know Look, be a lot more than that. Could be a lot of scholarships taken away. There's a lot of things that could happen. Let's let see what the investigation unfolds. I don't know what happened. I know what's been investigatively reported, and apparently, from what I understand on LSU's campus, that yes, there were incidents that took place. There's enough evidence with pictures that would suggest that the criminal acts took place and that it was not properly reported or not reported at all or not reported in a timely fashion like three or four months went by. That much we know. And again, by law, all LSU employees are required to report anything regarding sexual misconduct to the Title IX group. Interim president Thomas Gallagher has got a lot of work. This is, again, a bigger issue on campus. The football program is the one that people are more interested in, of course. No one is going to care out there in the public other than a scant few about whether the Greek fraternity stays or what. That probably a lot of people would say probably should get rid of that if they're not. But the football program, I think the fact that it's coming off of winning a national championship. This has put LSU in a spotlight because, oh, they won the national championship. Oh, by the way, Grant Delpit, Jacob Phillips, played in that championship game. They're accused of sexual misconduct. It just, it looks, it looks bad. It's a bad look. And, you know, there is no question that Ed Orgeron has had a history of, well, successful recruiting, and let's just say it's not all due to hard work. That's a big part of it. He loves recruiting. He works hard at it. But in his stops at Miami, at Syracuse, at Tennessee, at USC, there have been issues that have come up of recruiting violations. So does that mean that he is culpable in some situations. Does it mean he's in a cover-up? No. It just means that it certainly wouldn't be a surprise, and it wouldn't be, based upon his past history, anything that should surprise anyone. Spartan Martin mentioned something, and I think that the reckless nature of a fund program is what Urban Meyer reference was. Yeah? Look, There was a lot of fun, a lot of things going on at Florida, but boy, there was some bad characters that were brought in. Aaron Hernandez was just one of them, but there's no question that he enabled Aaron Hernandez, and that turned out, like, really tragic. That was a big issue. We know issues taking place at Baylor. You know, so who knows what can happen? Let's hope that... Let's, let's hope that the truth is uncovered and leave it at that. Hey, I, I know we're running short of time and the guys from the, uh, in defense of the big 12 coming up quickly, really curious, uh, to watch and see what this Indiana team, what type of effort? I know they'll good, great effort. How close and how competitive can they be against Ohio state? Curious to see Cincinnati's defense against this central Florida offense, Wisconsin, Northwestern tons of fun. Um, Curious to see of Oklahoma State. Can they do something in a big game in Bedlam? Can USC get it done against Utah? Will they have some issues trying to fall behind? I don't know if they come back on Utah. That's going to be interesting. Over in the NFL, Arizona-Seattle Thursday night. Tonight's going to be tons of fun. Uh, Tennessee-Baltimore, pivotal. Green Bay Colts, pivotal. rams Pivotal. Tampa Monday night all things i'm looking forward to and check out landryfootball.com for all the film down breakdowns of all the college games the pro games by conference um we'll do the entire league in the NFL we'll focus on special games grade the players grade the teams we got it all for you at less than $10 a month take advantage of the membership offer less than that if you take advantage of the year membership um absolutely check it out today. It's like having your own football department, your own scouting and coaching department for less than a magazine subscription. I see y'all out there. Jigs, dad, yeah. Paul Pasqualoni rescued Ed O at the Cuse when he was down. Learned a lot from Paul P. Um, uh, Remind me to tell you story being your background. If you will remind me, Paul Pasqualoni tried to hire me as a recruiting coordinator at Syracuse um, back in the day. We're running out of time, but I will go ahead and uh, tell you that story if you will remind me of that. Appreciate you joining us. Keep it here on the Chris Landry Twitch channel and join us over at LandryFootball.com. Thanks to the great folks at Radio Influence. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Enjoying football, everybody. So long.